0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest has joined us many times on these airwaves, but we can congratulate him to thank him. He's in his 10th year as the head coach of the Virginia Cavaliers, and for the first time, we get to describe him as a national champion. Tony Bennett, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, and congratulations, man. You still walking on air, or have you come back to earth a little bit (laughs) since Monday night?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's all sunk in yet. Uh, we had a great welcome back. You know, our, our fans were there. And um, just being with the guys, you know, you're, it's, it's surreal. It's exhausting. And then you get back and um, got to sleep in my own bed last night. So that was good. And, um, but, but, again, you, you're just overcome with so many emotions. And I think, you know, I, I haven't watched or read a lot of the stuff. But um, I'm just happy for everyone in our community and, of course, the staff and, and the guys. It's, it was uh, hard fought and um just well well learned
0: there are so many life lessons and basketball angles to discuss so of course i have to start you in a goofier place when did you hatch the <laughs> idea to ask jim nance of cbs for a golf hookup at augusta national for you and your dad <laughs> was that in uh, the that moment just,
1: that yeah it was because here's the thing um i got to play and i'm very fortunate uh I got to play Augusta. Uh, I guess it was two years ago. Maybe, no, it was. Well, no, it was actually last year. What am I talking about? Last, last uh, couple weeks after the Masters, okay. or a week after. They still had the stands up. Um, a gentleman named Tom Farrell took me there. He's uh, the CEO of Dominion Power. Unbelievable guy, UVA alum, and played with Wally Walker and Barry Parkhill. So some great nice. former UVA myself. Nice. And and he said, he said, you know, I know how. Special this is," he said. "If you and your father want to come back and play it," um, he said, I, um, "I I'd love to host you." So I asked the the dad, "I got to you got to understand what's about to happen. You and I got an invite to play Augusta," and he said, "Son," he said, "I really appreciate that." No thanks. I go, "Are you serious?" And then he <laughs> said to me, "Look, here's the deal. If you ever make it to a final four, this was like you know," he said then I'll come and play Augusta with you, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, okay. I was like, well, who knows if that'll happen or not. So that was the deal. So, you know, I wasn't asking Jim Mann seriously to get us on, but when I was there, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's right. You know, you're with the voice of the Masters. How can you not think of that?
0: Well done. Tony Bennett, fresh off the national championship, looking for a tea time at Augusta. The UVA coach joining us on the David Glenn Show. Your dad did not even attend the semifinals because he says he's too nervous watching your team play. He did not want to be there in case you had lost or whatever. How do you describe his place in your journey? Uh, I mean, as a young man, of course, but also as a basketball coach. And and what did you make of all that? I mean, you you seem sort of unflappable. And Dad was that nervous even watching from the stands.
1: Well, that's been, since I've been coaching, that's kind of been his M.O. (laughs) So I understand it fully. And again, because he's coaching, he said those are his battles. He hates making, you know, any more of anything than he has to. But um, I'll say this, um, he he prepared me for that moment as a coach to be in that national championship game and, and in so many games, but what he poured into me um, as a basketball coach, speaking that way, you know, he's always said to me, you, you prepare your teams to play in a way to beat the best in terms of the soundness, what works against the elite competition. And obviously there's our has been criticized by many of them. That doesn't even matter, but I felt that, you know, I didn't know again, can you win it or not? But, yeah but how you have to take care of the ball, all those little X's and all those things are just the, the standards that were there, and, and I knew that. So, and, and then what he did for me to give me a chance to be head coach when he came out of retirement right. and you know did all the rebuilding and then said, okay, here you go, son. Here's a chance for you. Don't know if you again can do it. Um, so that stuff's significant. Of course, all the other stuff off the floor, which is more important. But him being at the finals was great, but I told him it. he came to our Elite 8 game and Sweet 16 game. He's probably been to maybe, I don't know how many games in my coaching career, but not very many, you know, definitely under probably 15 in my 10 years or 13 years as a head coach. But um, he just, he wanted to be there, you know, win or lose for that championship game, obviously hoping we to win.
0: Tony Bennett joining us, the five pillars of UVA, UVA basketball. They were all on display during March Madness, humility, passion, unity, servanthood, and thankfulness. I know you always remind us, that when you talk about big sports stories, that that doesn't necessarily mean it compares to a big life story. I mean, you and I both have you know, visited children with cancer in yep. a hospital or we read about you know, famine and hunger and horrible war type things. But within the sports world, do you think, Coach, because you know the number one uh, casual fan takeaway from UVA, if you push aside the slow tempo stuff, is you guys were the first number one seed to lose to a 16 essentially 13 months ago and now you're the one cutting down the nets a little bit more than a year later. Do you believe, like in the sports context, did you need to have the lowest of lows to reach the highest of highs?
1: I mean, I, I know the quote that you know, there has been circulated is when my wife, five or six years ago, went to a TED Talk here in Charlottesville, um, the, the gentleman she heard, and then you know after our situation last year, that this would be great for you to listen to and you can decide i think your team it would speak well in that quote of you know if you learn to use adversity right it'll buy you a ticket to a place you couldn't have gone any other way um i think that was played out now you know had we not lost that game say we got to the second round and got beat you know two years ago does that mean we couldn't have won a national championship i i mean i still think you could have yeah. but it's hard but um i know it was part of the journey and perhaps we couldn't have not this team, and it, and that's I had to do a um, an interview with Coach K on his his still I'm sure it's not even close to his listen to his yours, but uh, nonetheless, um, yeah. he um, he said he said it's so hard to win a national championship. He said, and very few do it. He said, but they have. He said, but no one's won a national championship the way your your team has in light of where they came from last year, and he said, and that's a story worth telling and obviously celebrating because it does, you know, yeah, sports draws people in and it tells a bigger story. And if if this story, because I think everybody wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves, we do as coaches and athletes, and I think that's what draws in the communities and the fans. Um, as I said, you know, on the other side of the shows, you know what? You know, you can have hope and joy and um, resiliency after a really hard setback in sports and perspective and then push through and things can happen and sometimes things do happen like that in life and sometimes they don't but I do think it, it is a great, um, a great uh, lesson
0: I can't Maybe believe mildly. that I can't believe that Shashevsky guy, man. He's got more than a thousand wins, more than I'll ever have. He's got five NCAA titles, more than <laughs> I'll ever have. Now he's got to have a sports radio show as well, stealing my yeah. guest, Tony Bennett. I mean, come on, what's going on here? And you know, I'm planning to go on for an hour with you, but now I can only do three minutes. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Kay, Tony Bennett, national champion, joining us on the David Glenn Show. I know you really value your privacy. You've even sometimes said to us on our show, and you've been with us dozens of times, I think at this point. Hey, man, I gave you. pretty good nugget there about how I met my wife Laurel at that church in Charlotte (laughs) I don't share this stuff with just anybody with with that in mind what did Laurel think of all the tea time uh, the TV time she got Uh, I know dad's a little bit more used to the publicity and have you even started to notice a change you know I mean like you're you're practically the George Clooney of college basketball coaches. So y'all, you, you always got the love from the ladies to start Easy with. There. Are are, <laughs> are are you getting? What did Laurel think? And are you are you getting even more? You know, airport and sidewalk type references than uh, you used to.
1: Well, I don't. I haven't watched anything on TV, so I have no idea. I don't like I said when you're when you're in this tournament, you're you're locked in. You really are. I mean, you notice when you go to the open practice at the Final Four. You know, sometimes after the game, of course, when the fans are waiting in the hotel or yeah. like it was yesterday, that stuff you, you get for, you feel that, and that's obviously exciting and different. But you're so locked into your preparation, and, and you're so locked into, I don't even watch the t- other games in the tournament. It's yeah. just going. So I haven't noticed anything. I didn't know. I think when I was watching film once, one of my copies was a TV version, and I did. You know, I, They always cut out all the, the unnecessary right. stuff. And so... But one of them, I think they panned, and I saw like my dad and Laurel in the crowd, and I just smiled. But I, I don't know how much she was on. So she, sure, trust me, she's. She's got way more perspective than I do, so she'll be fine, and uh, I don't think she would enjoy it much either. Well, she's on Twitter.
0: I'm now following your wife on Twitter. I hope that's okay. She shares a little bit more (laughs) of the the Bennett family philosophies. It's pretty cool there since you're one of those guys that uh, doesn't take a deep dive into the social media. Uh, One of your players, Coach, I'm fascinated by this. Point guards are often described as an extension of the head coach. And I know Ty is kind of a multidimensional guy. But Ty Jerome is not at all like you when he interacts with the game officials. He's not at all like you with just a little bit of his sort of sassiness toward the, you know, I saw him at Cameron, you know, toward the Cameron crazies yep. or the other crowd. He, he's not at all. Uh, your tunnel vision may have prevented you from seeing this. He actually said to ESPN, Stephen, a Smith, I feel really bad for that Stephen, a Smith guy, because he doesn't <laughs> like our style, but he was stuck watching us six straight <laughs> times, Sue, so through six straight, you would never in a million years say something like that how how do you describe there's both a tony bennett way and a virginia way but clearly there's plenty of room for sort of a variety of individual expression Hel- help us understand that
1: yeah no absolutely what well, ty what he's done for this program and who he is i we had a victory celebration after like two hours after they do it in the uh the nabc does it. and i said in a way you know There's so many great players on our team, you know, with with obviously DeAndre and Kyle. And you just go down the list. I said, Ty is like our Tom Brady, you know, he just manages the game, all that. But I think, you know, I don't, there's a a personality with me um, in terms of on the court, in the game. And as a coach, you have to have it. But, you know, no one sees the the stuff in practice. And I I think we have more fun and there's a little more. I think Ty and I are similar in a lot of ways. Um, And of course, I'm not going to do that as a coach, but i love his competitiveness that you yeah. if you're not a fierce competitor forget about it and you can exhibit it in different ways and um you know as far as you know when he's getting the crowd going and all that he's a, he's a new yorker first of all but that's who he is I, justin anderson i coach you never take away guys freedom yeah. uh, to express who they are unless it disrespects the game or the opponent or the teammates and if that happens then you say hey look this is what we're about and there's no issues. Ty doesn't do that, and he's a competitor. I'm a competitor. And Again, I'll do stuff, you know, uh, behind closed doors with the guys that would probably surprise people, you know, in, in certain ways. And I think Ty and I are a little more similar than people think. But um, but that being said, he, um, I think I, that's what I think is important for a young men to be true to who they are. But again, it's it's um, it's just the competition brings different yeah. things, and there's expressions. That's why people are so enthralled by it.
0: It's interesting. You guys seem to be wired similarly internally, but it comes out externally in very different ways. One more reason that I should write the book on the 2018 <laughs> UVA Cavaliers as the national champions. When you guys sell that to Disney, Coach, just keep me in mind. Um, <laughs> the, Dean Smith once said after his first NCAA title, the Carolina legendary coach, I don't feel smarter or better as a coach than I felt three hours ago. Can you identify with that? Because I know a lot at UVA supported you through one only one NCAA tournament trip in your first four years. Uh, these last six have been amazing in more ways than we can count. But uh, does that resonate with you? Because Coach Smith was, was 20 or so years into his UNC coaching career hearing a lot about how he could win everything else but not the NCAA title and then he finally broke through in 1982 and that's the way he reacted I am not a smarter better coach now than I was three hours ago do you feel that way
1: I think that's well said I think you know what people forget about last year's team is what they did I mean their regular season was more impressive than this year in certain ways with um the ACC regular season and the ACC tournament. And again, we did not have DeAndre Hunter in the UMBC game. And that's not an excuse because they may have beat us anyways, but you saw the difference he made, especially, you know, he was terrific in the second half. And, and so, um, did do different experiences make you a little bit better coach? Absolutely. But, you know, that's why the regular season conference championship to me is the test of the consistency and test the best team yeah. in a different way. and, and there's so many coaches either that don't aren't fortunate enough to get to a final four to win it but um it's just um you know that team and all that. absolutely you you're not you have to coach and you you don't some of it's matchups a lot of it's health. this is the first year david that we have been healthy as a team in march in almost all of our ncaa tournament runs the one year we went to um you know, the elite eight, we were healthy with the Syracuse game, but otherwise we've always had a key injury during the run or before. So you have to be fortunate or blessed in that regard with health then matchups and then some, some lucky, lucky bounces, however you want to say all those things come into play. So it's not all, as I said, coaches get too much credit. I think when it goes well, and I also think probably coaches get too much blame yeah. when it doesn't go well. It's just yeah, it it doesn't change a whole lot, but you know this. It's so marketed. It's such a a story, and a, you know an event with the NCAA tournament, and it's worthy of it because of the how the tournament starts and and goes to the end. But um, but I would agree with that for sure with Coach Smith.
0: With that in mind, when you try to explain, how does I mean you mentioned your three best players? You know, just by all A C C and other recognition, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, central to everything you guys just accomplished. But you would not have advanced against Purdue unless there is the impossibility, almost, of a tipped free throw miss all the way to the backcourt, and your freshman Kihei Clark—not one of your best players, but a really good one—has the presence of mind, coach, to not only run it down. I rewatched the video. Kyle Guy is to his left, near the midcourt stripe. I probably would have panicked and just said, Kyle, guy's the guy. I got to give it to him. But then guy would have been left with like a three-point shot from the mid-court stripe, and those are not high percentages. Instead, your freshman has the presence of mind with the seconds ticking away to find Mamadi Diaquite again, a very good player but not one of your all-ACC guys, with a 50-foot pass, and, and Diakite not only has the presence of mind to catch it and not stumble, but not rush, and he kind of knew how much time was on the clock. Can you possibly practice the, this is how we react on a missed free throw with less than 10 seconds to go? Or is that just, man, I hope my guys do the right thing?
1: More of that. I mean, you certainly practice missing a free throw and a tip, but we, you wouldn't tip it that far, right? Right. You tip it out. No, I think what you just those two guys you mentioned. Of course, the the big three were amazing. Yeah. But you have to have X Factor guys step up, and I thought all tournament Kihei Clark and Mamadi Diakite were so special, no doubt, um, and gave us things when you know either certain guys were off shooting or that. And then Braxton Key in the last game, what he gave us with ten rebounds and some of the plays and the defense were significant. Joe Huff gave us a lift for short stretches. In the, against Oklahoma, and Jay did it during the year for us, and we were eight deep. So they all had a piece in it, Jack Salt, in the Purdue game. His physicality and his toughness yeah. and hustle and his play was – so those are all eight guys that you have to have. But that play will go down, of course, in Virginia basketball. Um, and I, and, and uh, Jim Nance even argued, and who knows whether it is or not, he said that might be the greatest assist in the history of the NCAA tournament that year – Kihei made, he said Grant Hill has the one where he was out of bounds yeah, and yeah. threw it to Leitner, yep. but they said, and that may go down, but he said, but that one was out of a timeout, and Leitner took a dribble or two, so yep. technically it wasn't an assist, so hey gets it, you know, they were kind of having fun, this was at the, the celebration dinner before the Final Four started, and uh, I mean, there's probably some that rival it. I'm not trying yeah, to get into yeah. all that, but it's, it's amazing, like you said, for that presence of mind and poise on both of those guys, um, in that moment, and of course, you need that to advance. You you, you can't. You need those plays, those things. But people forget is how we played great in that second half, and we had to answer one of the NCAA's best performances in Carson Edwards.
0: I haven't been around for eighty years of the NCAA tournament, but I've been <laughs> around for thirty-two just as a journalist, and that was. As good at assist as I've ever seen in the NCAA tournament, so we will include Agreed. that in our pitch to Disney whenever that comes. <laughs> How many of your guys have NBA decisions to make? Most people agree that DeAndre Hunter, if you're told you're a lottery pick, it's very difficult to turn down mega millions of dollars, but some of your other guys can be viewed as NBA prospects as well. What, what can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, of course. It's always about what is best for these young men, um, and they're such good players. And so that's where you, you get the right information. You sit down and, and all that stuff, and that, that stuff will certainly be taking place with them and, and all that. So, of course, it's always what's best for them and um, what you know gives them the best chance to
0: succeed. His name is Tony Bennett. Coach, thank you for squeezing us in in the midst of the championship tornado. Uh, you know we're <laughs> genuine when we say – I've never been more happy for somebody who just won a championship than I am for you, and I really believe that. Thank you for all of your visits over the last decade, and congratulations to you and your staff and your guys for this amazing accomplishment. Thanks, David. Always fun. Tony Bennett of UVA. Two ACC titles in the last six years, four first-place ACC finishes in the last six years, two Elite Eights in the last four years, and then what many said was the unthinkable the national championship for the Cavaliers of UVA. They had never reached the top of that mountain. They had gotten close a few times. Terry Holland is the head coach. Ralph Sampson on some of those great teams in the early 80s. They even went back to the Final Four the year after Ralph moved on to the NBA. But UVA only has three ACC titles in its basketball history, and Tony Bennett is the author of two of those three. Now they have one national championship, and Tony Bennett has added his name to a list of only nine active Division I head coaches who have done the same. Tony Bennett was in the locker room after the game, and one of his messages to his players was, quote, promise me you will remain humble and thankful for this. Do not let this change you in any of the negative ways because it doesn't have to change you. Guys always thinking about life lessons. It's wired into who he is as a person. And it, of course, filters into who he is as a basketball coach as well. One of the great guys that you'll ever meet. What you see on TV is actually even better than the reality or what what is behind the curtain, I should say, is even better than the reality that does typically come across in very positive ways when you see Tony Bennett on TV. Appreciate him squeezing us in amidst uh, a tornado of other interviews.